You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Hello and you're very welcome along to the Content Academy podcast. I'm Phil McGrath. Unfortunately, this week we have no Paul Caffrey. His uh, travel arrangements have once again scuppered his plans to join us on the show. But not to worry, we still have an amazing guest lined up for you today. Yes, today's guest is Patricia Lohan from patricialohan.com. Patricia has been in business for the last 15 years and uh, recently has made the transition to the online world as you hear us speak about. Um, and really, she looks at kind of feng shui is the main theme of today's show and feng shui in your office and um, what your power position is, why images are so effective in your office space for getting stuff done and how uh, just moving things around and even your own position can reduce that feeling of overwhelm uh, when it comes to getting your work done. So there's some really good stuff. I talked to Patricia, of course, about my own office and how I can get a get my feng shui game on point and there's so much in there and you know patricia's background was in feng shui recce body mind balance uh, um, and she's a degree in business as well and uh, now lives in bali having moved from ireland but as you'll hear in the show she is back visiting ireland which made me extremely pleased that i didn't have to negotiate a couple of time zones to get this one done so as i said plenty in today's show and uh, we'll uh, head on over there now Yes, so as I said, we have Patricia Lowen on the line from patricialowen.com. How the hell are you? I am fantastic. It's great to be here, Phil. How are you? I'm excited to have another Irish person on the show. I think <laughs> I know. You're, you're like our third ever Irish guest, um, which is as you know, we're kind of getting on towards the, the episode 40 and so. So it's quite a rarity to get a Irish guests where time zones don't become an issue. I'm delighted. <laughs> it makes my life a hell of a lot easier trying to figure this out. I suppose, as I said at the outset, though, the only bit of bad news is we don't have Paul with us today, unfortunately. Um, further travel disruptions has seen Paul languish in an airport once again. He seems to be very unlucky of late with uh, his travel arrangements, but uh, oh well. Not my, not my problem. <laughs> I, no, suppose, I suppose before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts of the show, Patricia, you might mm-hmm. just give our audience a bit of background on you, kind of where you started and what you're at at the moment. Okay, well, um, I am from Galway the west, in the west of Ireland, but I currently am home in Ireland at the moment, so the time zone isn't an issue, but actually I'm based in Bali. Um, so I am a serial entrepreneur. I've been in business since I was about 15 years of age, whether I was hustling of some shape or form. And in my late, early twenties, I set up a business with my dad, um, that was in Galway and ran that for seven years until I took a kind of little midlife, uh, crisis and decided, no, this isn't the right business for me and moved to India, became a yoga teacher and studied yoga, yoga and philosophy and healing and all these amazing modalities. I came back to Dublin and, um, I'm set up there a business for four and a half years another another business that grew from 50 euros to 50,000 in a in a in a year so I was pretty impressed with that one in my whole when I started with a, a big massive credit card debt and then <laughs> and, and, and 50 euros and I arrived in Dublin and was like I've nowhere to live and a friend put me up and uh, it was a pretty epic journey but what I realized with that and I said that's why I love talking to you know digital nomad or even just like uh, the whole you know online presence was an online business and how I've moved into that was because I've just been a traveler all my life I just love like being in different countries like feeds my soul so I'd set up this business in Dublin and it was going great I had my own therapy practice clients I was working as a feng shui consultant as well which I've kind of brought into my current business and I was like I'm stuck again 
And that was kind of what had happened in the previous business. I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck in Galway. And then I was like, I'm going to India. I came back and I was like, oh my God, I've created a business where I'm actually have to be here physically every day seeing my clients. And I decided I needed to let that go because my husband and I decided we wanted to travel more. And I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to do something. And I moved into the online world. I let go of my practice. I let go of my clients. I said goodbye. Thank you so much. And I went into the online world about a year and a half ago when I, yeah, just over a year and a half ago, I launched a online program called the Soulmate Attraction Formula, which was a seven week program for single women to help them attract their soulmate. And I suppose when I went into the feng shui world, I actually attracted my husband through using feng shui. And I had a lot of single women clients who wanted to attract love into their lives. But, and I know when you're in this whole content creation, this world of the online world, you hear like, what's your niche? Like, who do you want to work with? Who do you want to work with? And I loved working with single women, but I really was like, I don't really want to talk about this, you know, create content about being single mm. for the rest of my life. Now I'm married and I love working with the women, but I was like, this isn't really singing to my soul. So it took me a while to kind of figure out and go, Patricia, you're like, I was born um, into two entrepreneurs. My parents are entrepreneurs. We've been in business literally since my mom, I was in the womb and my mom and dad were setting up a new business, you know? So I was like, this is what I love. I could talk about, like you were talking about, talking about content and creation yeah. all day long. I could talk about business and about working in business, working with people, about staff, about just like expanding, about growing, about creativity, about, I could talk about that all day long and it feeds my soul. So that is where, I've been working on now and really integrating my experiences as, as an entrepreneur, my healing and inner world work, which I was talking to you just before the show about like healing, clearing any of that limiting stuff about beliefs and in the inner world and then the environment, the feng shui, you know, making sure that your building is in alignment, your office is in the right, your desk is in the right position, you know, it's clear clutter and all that. So that's, that's <laughs> I'm laughing like, because mine's all desk, over the place. Like, ah! Um, in my defense i did recently just have some renovations going on here mm -hmm. so uh things are still slightly up in the air uh, but at least now i can get into my office where i couldn't for a, a couple of weeks so uh, not, <laughs> it's not as bad as it was but uh, i certainly think we'll have to talk about that a little bit as we go through the for show sure, i might need sure. some tips off you to try and make a uh, make my office space a bit more uh friendly to uh it's getting more done that's why it's my pleasure is that that actually is one of the things, you know, often people in Facebook communities and different, they post a picture of, look at my beautiful new desk or my desk space. And I cringe because I'm like, oh my God, I need to move that chair there, move the desk here or do this. <laughs> and like, this is one of the reasons why I was like, I was like, I really can help people. Like when I'm working with my clients, I'm like, okay, we need to do this with your office. And, you know, and it seems like it's a subtle thing, but it can make a massive difference to people in their energy, productivity, focus and and obviously, um, you know, prosperity. Well, I'll tell you, let's get into it because yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to find out what I'm doing wrong. And <laughs> it's very difficult for me to describe, I suppose, how my office looks. Yeah. Um, but let's just say it's um, cluttered. Okay. There's plenty going on. And yeah. uh, one big window, so I have plenty of light coming in. Mm -hmm. But I've kind of got monitors here, there, and printers and everything else going on and there's been a few bits that have creeped in here that my wife has kind of went oh we'll just pop that in there out of the way and uh it's kind of found a permanent home unfortunately so oh. i mean before we go into kind of the do's and don'ts of maybe setting mm -hmm. up a, a, an office space 
what kind of benefits do you do you think that really uh, people are going to get from from kind of employing some of these tactics uh, in their office space and their workspace? Well, first of all, like if you think about when you walk into your office, you want to be focused, you want to be productive, you want to be creative, you want to be like in the zone. And if your office is has like loads of stuff that's been brought in and that's not intentionally there and that's not actually supportive of it and you're kind of going, oh, I'm not sure about that. Like it's going to jolt your energy. But it's also going to be quite depleting and it's going to be quite cluttered. Like you were saying about clutter and, you know, monitors, printers, things like that, staples that you need and you work with every day. I'm totally for that you know keep them but if it's something that you don't use and that you haven't used in a while it's like well that is just taking up space and when you think about expansion and space and you want to um, create and bring more into your into your business or into your life you need to make space for it you know you really need to allow that to, to come in so the first thing I really like um, to ask people is like when you open the door of your office does your does, do you like does it spark joy does it feel like yes I can't wait to get in here I can't wait to sit in this amazing comfortable chair which has a really supportive wall behind me or a high back chair that and I can see the door and I have a solid desk and like these are the real key essentials that you know it might seem like oh how would having a really good solid desk be good for me but if you're sitting at a desk that's a bit wobbly that means that it's kind of like a bit of this wobble every day and you're kind of like it's constantly going to be like niggling at your energy and at you or how would having a good strong wall behind you and you could see the door it's about like the energy of having support like so you feel supported in your business and you feel like I have support I've got my back is covered I worked with a um, a lady and a wonderful lady in her business a few was about a year or so ago and I came into her office and uh, the door came in right basically right to where she sat and her door her back was to that door and her business partner sat on the other side and he had the wall to his back and he was looking at the door he had the best seat in the house pretty much he was so happy and jolly he was like oh my god like life is great business is fantastic blah 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 and I turned to her and I said well what's going on for you do you feel overwhelmed she burst out crying she's like oh my god everything comes in I said it's landing on your shoulder here it's so stressful she's like I she's like I, I just can't cope anymore and all we literally had to do was pull her desk out and put her chair to the other side have the wall there and she could see the door it was so simple like that was just one simple thing that I spoke to her about and it really she felt so different because she could see what was coming at her you know she could actually mm. see what was coming towards her and desks, you know, I have no idea what your desk is like um, positioned or where it is. You have a bright window, that's amazing. But if you have a desk and it's like jammed into the wall, there's no space for kind of expansion. There's no space in front of it for growth and for allowing new things to come to you. And these are just like energy. It's about allowing this chi and this energy to come in and flow around freely. Now, if you think about a, um, a pond and how if the pond isn't moving, it gets really, really stagnant and smelly. And if you had a little river that came into your in, into your office and all of the different bits of clutter like stopped it from staying and then it would end up stale and stinky in all these different spots around your around your office. And then you've got this. Really, that's really what we're trying to do is to make sure that there's no places that it's getting blocked and it just flows in. It allows it to flow. It allows you to feel better, more energized, more focused and more creative. And there's also this amazing tool that you can 
use based on your birthday, um, your power position. So there's four directions based on your birthday that will give you the best directions for you to sit for prosperity, for productivity, for creativity. So that is one of the big things my husband and I would do when we were setting up our office. So just recently in Bali, we were like figuring out where's the best place for me, for him. And I had the corner, my back was to a certain corner. I was facing out and I had been sitting in a different direction. And instantly the next day I was like, wow, this is so different because I moved around and clients started popping up out of nowhere. Wow, this is amazing because I never really tested it. I always set in a direction that suited me, but I'd never really tested it. Going, oh, I'll hop here and sit here and see what's the best one for me. And my husband was in his power position. So we both had our good positions and we knew that we'd supportive walls behind us. We could see the door. And obviously the imagery in your office is very, very, very important. So images that would you know for example for yourself you know maybe some of the the successes of working with the Irish Times or 2FM if you had like pictures of you with them in the studio and like those things are uplifting going that was a great success or this is a great success that kind of keeps you uplifted or awards that you could have won and not images that are you know quite that that don't spark joy and don't like inspire you so 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 my Beatles poster might be well, I say poster, it's framed. It's not like a child's well, poster. Well, but... you know, for you, you'd look at it and go, well, I love my Beatles poster. Does this feel like it's going to inspire me to do more podcasts and feel like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going for this? Like, And there, that's where you can really allow imagery as well in and around you. You know, create a vision board. I've worked with a lot of people having them create vision boards based on the whole feng shui principles as well. And that really energizes their attention to kind of allow you to move towards your, to be pulled towards your goals as opposed to, to uh, push to them, do you know? Yeah. So having a vision, a vision board in your office is a great, great um, uh, addition. There you go. I'm very passionate about um, creating offices. And yeah, well, I tell you space. what, well, let's let's keep it going. So while, yeah. while we're running, give me, I'm going to say three. Give me okay. three of the biggest no-nos that you've seen um, in kind of office spaces that you really wish people would just kind of get rid of. Okay, so the three biggest things, first of all, just, and this is in general for any rooms, um, is if you walk in and you see a mirror facing you, okay, and a mirror facing you means um, that that is actually reflecting the energy back out of the room. So, you know, you sometimes you go into a front door, to a house, and you open the front door and there's a mirror facing, that's actually sending the energy away, it's like, oh yeah, you can come in, goodbye, we don't want you here, and the right. same in your office, so definitely not a mirror. And the next thing would be lots and lots of outdated information and content. And um, and this would also reflect on your computer, you know. So if your computer is plugged, your, 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 screens, your um, screen is covered in documents, jam-packed, and your computer keeps full of memory, like that is really going to be so depleting, having so much of this excess. Because really by decluttering and like maybe doing a big clear off of your hard drive and like making some space for new ideas for new things but the same like I've worked with clients who had like documents from old businesses of seven years ago you know documents from businesses um legal legal proceedings that was against a company that you no longer worked in right. so this is not a good energy you know and it's really looking at that would have been a big one that I was like oh wow and I found several people I've worked with that I found documents that are like 
15 years old. I'm like, this is, this is 15 years ago. Like, it's time to make space, like clear it out. So like all of those old documents, and I know that you need to keep a certain amount of them, but do you need to keep them on display? Like maybe just get a really nice um, shelving unit and put it away. And yeah. the other stuff that, uh, that really drives me crazy in an office is, and I talked about the imagery, like honestly, the imagery, um, you know, if it does not spark kind of inspiration and enthusiasm and represent growth and a sense of direction of where you're going in your business, it really shouldn't be there. Uh, that's one thing. And I also, <laughs> while I'm on this topic, um, I also think that sometimes we don't give enough kudos to the importance of our office and of our space and making it like a sacred space that it's set up to support you for your business because this is your hub. Like this is where you're going to be doing all this work, creating this content and becoming a magnet for business and productivity and success and prosperity, whatever you want. And if you, with Feng Shui, we'd kind of each area of your office would represent different different parts of your business. So we'd kind of knuckle down into those areas. But if you have loads and loads of, you know, unrelated stuff and your office is just a kind of an afterthought or you're sitting on your couch or you're moving to your bed and you're trying to do your work, like that isn't really in sync with, um, you know, creating a successful business no and that's something that um we've spoken about before on the show i'm a firm believer that you need to have a workspace not mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a big workspace but it needs to be a dedicated workspace so you yeah. can kind of differentiate especially if you work from home like a lot of people do yes that you need to have a space that you can dif- differentiate that you can say right when you walk in like when i walk into my office i close the door it's work yeah and when i leave I'm finished working. I don't exactly. I don't take my laptop with me. It doesn't, even though it can move, it doesn't. Yeah. It stays firmly here. My iPad even stays in here. The only thing wow. I keep keep with me is my phone. And mm-hmm. that's purely just for text messages. I don't even check my emails. It's literally when I'm here in the office, I will work. And once I step out the door, I leave it behind me as much as I can. Brilliant. Obviously, it's not always possible um, mm-hmm. because given the nature of, of uh, time zones and all those different things that we kind of exactly. hinted upon at the start, I you know, know. you're going to be in demand at different times. So you have to times. be aware of that. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that where possible, and again, I do say where possible, it's not always going to be, but you should have some sort of space that you can dedicate it. And this idea of sitting on a couch with a laptop on, 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 your, uh, on your lap with a, uh, you know, the television on in the background, family members kind of floating around isn't really going to work. I no. remember many years ago when we started that I used to do a lot of my work at, a, at the kitchen table. And it's yeah. kind of one of the things that we, we've said. We took our podcast from the kitchen table to national radio. And it was no exaggeration. We genuinely yeah. used to record sitting at the kitchen table. <laughs> Brilliant. And eventually as things moved on, you know, we were able to, to, to get out of the kitchen, I suppose, and in, into the studio. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I noticed a huge difference in my output and my productivity once I had that dedicated space to go yeah, to. Yeah, so, for sure. Again, I'm even for anyone who's familiar with Pat Flynn, if you go and check out, it's a couple of years ago now, but he actually has a video of his old workspace in his old apartment before he moved mm-hmm. home. And it is literally just a corner with a desk unit and his... Uh, his laptop set up on it and a few other bits and bobs around it just in the corner of nearly like a sitting room it was a one mm-hmm. bed one bed studio apartment he was living in at the time but that was his workspace and that work yeah. it was enough for him to be able to differentiate and say when i'm here this is work yeah um, so i sure. do i do recommend where you where possible and then there's other people i mean um we had david gilner on the show he, he's a, an irish playwright yeah and he calls himself a social recluse he um actually does a lot of his writing in public so okay. he will go and sit in coffee shops and he will write and he loves 
being around people but not interacting with them if that makes sense that's what <laughs> yeah. he calls himself a social recluse he likes to sit there and in between when he's kind of trying to think about where he's going next with a storyline or whatever he's working on at that time he also likes to listen into conversations because obviously you know the conversations you're hearing coffee shops can be inspirational of course and um, for the stories he likes to tell and some of the strange stuff that he's overheard uh, i think he should just write a book on that alone um <laughs> But it really does kind of depend on what works for you. So sure. I have some of the things you spoke about. Some of them I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not feeling too bad at the moment about my office space. Um, but if we move on, I mean, you're obviously creating an awful lot of content um, mm-hmm. yourself over at uh, patricialowen.com. And I kind of had some time to go through your site a little earlier today um, and looking at some of the great stuff that you're doing. In terms of coming up with your content ideas, how far in advance do you plan those out or do you plan them out or is it a case of just a, a kind of spark that will come to you and go, great, that's what I'm doing? So in the beginning, I never, ever planned anything. <laughs> and um, I have been really just like, like really, really getting clearer on how can I serve like my audience? I suppose you've heard this so many times. So I'm like, well, what questions do I ask? You know, I have a, um, a Facebook group, uh, Dream Life and Business Creators. And in that group, every single week I, say, I ask, um, I have a question that comes up saying, ask me anything. And they ask me anything, like anything that they want, whether it's about feng shui, whether it's about business, whether it's about manifesting their first client, whether it's like this week was about, you know, and then obviously there's women in it. So it's like, they're looking, what about attracting love? And that is a really amazing place for me to generate questions and content for what I'm going to create my videos on. Um, and the other thing I did was I sat down and I just literally decided, like, especially with feng shui. So I have two new kind of streams of content coming online and first is um my parashakti tv which will be the youtube and that is where i'm going where i actually have listed all of the questions that i ever had around like business and really a lot of the lessons that i've learned so because i feel like we all do and even yourself i'm sure you have so much wisdom from all of the experience you have and you just don't want anyone to make those mistakes again so yeah and i mean that's that's the big thing about it it's yeah it's not that i suppose really it's not that we do what we do for the sake of kind of look at me am i great i'm fantastic i know all this stuff yeah it's that i have made more mistakes than you can even (laughs) imagine but yet true despite those mistakes we've still managed to come out on top and it's about just Mm -hmm. it it took us so long to get there but if i can shorten that journey for anybody whether it's by a week a month a year that's that's my wish is that i can i can take what i've learned and help you get there a little bit quicker and hopefully Um, a lot better than than we did but listen the journey is what made us who we are so i don't i don't kind of hate it in any way shape or form but if i can help you avoid those pitfalls for them all the better exactly and you know um my husband has always been saying there's no failures patricia there's only lessons and that's what it is and i feel like a lot of my um content is about lessons and things i've learned through my own experience but also working with clients you know i had a five-year practice working with clients like seven years running the business and now currently an online business for over a year and a half um 
like that is it's what I'm what I've been asked and what's kind of challenges I've seen with for my clients and I'm like wow you could overcome that by doing this or if they're struggling with certain things how is it how can I make it easier so that would certainly be where I come come from and um, I also though like working kind of on the hop with some of my content creation so about two days ago I woke up and I'm like I'm gonna do a challenge in the group and I literally just did a quick video and I was like hey is everyone up for this I'm gonna do a challenge blah 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 and I still I haven't got the content created I am just gonna literally go with it I'm like trusting that it's gonna come I know exactly what I want the outcome to be I know that I want to really encourage people to do some huge big decluttering and clearing in their office spaces and in all different parts of their their homes but I still haven't quite like twigged like exactly the way it's going to run so I, today I was like okay find a partner in the group so I'm literally like kind of acting on the hop but I have done uh, um, challenges before in the group so it's not like a whole new thing but it's probably it's nearly a year ago since I did my first challenge in the right. group and so it's ages since I've done one and I thought you know what this is going to be a bit of fun it's a summertime let's do something and it was like literally two days ago I decided I'm going to do it and I've been on Canva making a few little bit little uh little quotes and I was like right I'm, I'm kind of ready I'm just going to hop on the iPhone record the videos uh, like totally um without yeah, without rehearsal and 99%, actually, yeah, pretty much not, yeah, 99% to 100% of what I do is not pre-recorded and I don't have any script. I just kind of go with what comes out and that's it. Well, see, I, I absolutely love that. And this is, again, for, for those of you listening at home, this is something that might seem quite uh, inambiguous, but really when you listen to what Patricia's saying and that, why I love it so much is that there is no there's no fear there's no paralysis there's no what ifs there's no and and has to be perfect and it needs to be scripted and what am I going to speak about what if this happens just get up get off your ass and get it done and you'll be surprised what comes out and I I love the fact that you're like two days ago right let's do it and you just jump straight in and go for it I mean what's the worst that can happen the worst (laughs) thing that can happen is you're going to have more than you had two days ago exactly and there's like people adding new people to the group people are like i was like get your partners and then there's this big like flurry in the group trying to get a partner yeah and of course there's probably people kind of prizes yeah there's prizes if you have a partner and you accomplish all of the challenges i'm gonna have some great prizes for you and they're all like yeah i'm in i'm in i'm in i'm in and i'm like fantastic so like if i hadn't decided to do that two days ago i wouldn't have this new burst of energy in the group Mm. um because i have like come home to ireland and i've really like not had a chance i've been like a month really kind of off the off the the yeah really off the scene and not really as involved or as active as I would have been when I was in Bali when I was kind of full-time working uh, and I felt like oh god it's been a bit of a lull in the group I need to get the energy back up get a few new people joining just to have a bit of fun and then I was like yeah let's do it and now there's this huge flurry and there's new people joining and they're sharing it I'm like this is fantastic yeah so, and I mean it, another part of that I like the, the fact that you're kind of saying you know find a partner because there's people in that group who will have friends who are not necessarily part of your group and they're like i need a partner i know who's perfect at this and they're bringing their friends in because they want to do it with someone they know they don't necessarily want to partner up with someone in the group that they may not have spoken to so again it's a great way of also bringing new eyeballs into your group and obviously the work that you're doing and getting introducing them to the the possibilities of of what you're what you're teaching so i really really like that it's a great way of kind of as you said breeding new life and getting new people in but i mean the overarching thing here is just not being afraid to do it. not being afraid and also another way of looking at it is the fact that two days ago you said i'm just going to do this and you announce the fact that you're doing it you can yeah. also gauge the interest mm-hmm. because a big thing for a lot of people um 
and those of you listening at home pay close attention to this you will have an idea for a course or an ebook or a webinar or whatever it might be and you'll think yes i know my audience is going to really love this they're going to want this let's go and create it and you might spend two three four five six weeks creating Mm -hmm. this only to realize that no one actually wants it in the first place yeah so by just announcing the fact that you're going to do it gauging the interest you can then kind of validate the time that you're going to have to put in to create it yeah you know time is the one thing that we're all short on so being sure that your time is well spent is of great importance to me certainly and i don't do anything without validating it first or at least yeah. knowing that you know people are interested in it or that there's some going to be some return on it that i've i I feel that my time is worth putting into it and mm-hmm. if i don't feel that my time is worth putting into it i have no problem in saying no and um, this yeah. isn't quite right at the moment i will never rule anything out but it's obviously how you word it and right now at this moment of time it's not right yeah. So I really like that. And certainly something those of you at home listen can take away that put it out there. See what the reaction's like. And if exactly. you think the, the reaction is what you want it to be, well then go ahead and do it. Don't feel yeah. that you have to create everything ahead of time. But, oh yeah. But don't do it on a way meter. You know, at least have an idea in the background, like you're saying, Patricia, you haven't quite created it yet, but you know what you want the end result to yes. be. You know where you're going with it. You have it mapped out nearly internally. All that all yeah. that matters now is getting it out there externally and presenting it to your group. But I really, really like that. It's a, a fantastic way of looking at it. And I can uh, I can tell already, even from the fact that the way you're speaking about it, the excitement even within you to get this yeah, done um is certainly coming across. For sure. And I think that that is, you know, I really totally agree with you on the whole, don't be too, don't like ask for validation. I suppose my, my first, my first foray into the whole online world with my, uh, the seventh online program. Um, the first online program was the soulmate attraction formula. I had like everything ready before I even like put it out there to the world. Now I did do a beta test in person, a live group. And all of them who said in the group, in the room and face front of me were like, this is amazing, amazing course. We love it. We love it. We love it. And I was like, okay, so I had got that validation, but I hadn't really ever t- tested an online thing. So after like the second, the first, second, third launch, I was like, okay, now I know it works, but there was all lots of little tweaks that needed to happen to mm-hmm. it that if I had maybe spent a little bit more, um, not, yeah, I spent a lot of time kind of creating it, whereas I could have really worked on much more the shorter term with it as opposed like I launched it rather than create like I suck let me see I did the live beta course like in-person course in September February was when it came out to the world because I had spent so much time in kind of like making sure that the design was nice making sure this was nice making sure the content and really from what I've done a previous course or like since subsequently um some of the programs i've done i've literally like done a webinar and uh sold the course knowing what's going to be in it like i know feng shui like that's what i do you know so i was like i know what i'm going to put in it so the course and then would have had i know exactly would have had a structure for what i was going to teach but just created the content after i'd sold it yeah so let's talk about that a a little bit so i mean you've obviously created a few courses at this stage Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your course creation um, process, what does that look like in terms of mapping it out? Any techniques you like to use and kind of visualizing? I know you spoke about vision boards earlier on. How do you go about that? How do I go about that? Well, first of all, I kind of start at the very end. So I start at the end of like, what is the end result? What do I want this person to like achieve at the very end, like to have achieved? And I work backwards. Um, and that will mean me just kind of jotting. Like I love... Um, 
getting a piece of paper, like a big sheet of paper out and just writing all my ideas, like writing down all, just jotting it all over the page, kind of like a whole like a brain, um, brain dump. Mm-hmm. And then I will just kind of put it into, well, do I need six or seven weeks or what do, what, what do I need? And then I'll start, this is the end result. What would I do at the very end? What did you hear? And I kind of figured out, I know people use it, use post-its and all different things. Yeah, I do I, like my post-its. Uh, yeah, I have never got into the whole post-it thing. I just love having it kind of all over the place and um, all the different words of the place and I'm like okay well that needs to go there that needs to go there and it's like pe- putting the pieces of the jigsaw I write it all down and then I'm like okay this is what I'm going to do and I would I'm a quite a visual person so I'd usually lie and like see it happening like how it unfolds what would I like them to work on first so particularly when I first the first program I really wanted to work with and um, the energy centers the chakras and I really focused on like what was going on with this the first chakra is the base it's the root chakra I only cover the color I knew what I wanted to do cover on those areas and what would be the first thing that I would talk to people about attracting love the second the third and then it was like the very end is like what's the 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 core things you need to be doing right now to bring love into your life and exactly the same with the feng shui it's like the first thing I'd look at like well what's the most important area and I suppose with feng shui there was nine nine key areas in the feng shui and sequence when I work with people in their homes and their businesses so I was like okay well these are the nine areas so I would like bring them together what else needs to be included so kind of like brain dump and then would like yeah put it all together does that make sense (laughs) yeah no absolutely it does and here's one for you at what point did you actually think about the delivery mechanism so you know what you want to treat you know you know what you want to teach but at what point did you kind of go how am I going to deliver this Good question. Um, the first time I put my program out, um, I had a lady work with me who was like a launch strategist and um, a woman doing the creating the 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 um, online site. So I had done one or two online courses myself, so I kind of knew, but I wasn't really sure. I'm not like into the back end technology at all, at all. So when I had done that in the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know. So I kind of gave it all. I talked to her. And I talked to another woman who helped me like create all the slides and all of that. So I really outsourced a lot of that and it was very expensive. Uh, but I thought, oh, you know, it's the first time I, I need, I need this help. Hmm. But since then I've just done it all myself, but I think I needed to learn, you know, how, do, how was I going to put it out there? So first of all, I wanted slides to be able to teach over the slides. So we kind of, I went through the content created, she created the slides for me. Um, and what I did, which um, she was pretty blown away with, but the, when I was doing the beta round with all of the people in the class, yeah. like in face to face, I actually recorded it fantastic I recorded the whole class so I recorded exactly what I said and how I taught it and then it was easy to kind of create the slides from that because the gist of it was there even though I had made handouts Hmm. I was really broke down like this is the key point so I need to talk to talk about for each slide and that's what created the slides was actually the audio of the of the, the live course um and that's a fantastic way of doing it as well because not only do you you obviously you can go back and look at the way you taught it but also the questions that are then raised by the people mm-hmm. who are partaking in the course, not only can you capture those, but you also capture the language in which they're speaking and the, the, the language they use to express the yeah. problems or, you know, some of the questions that they have. And then when it comes to your the second iteration of the course, you know the language your, your prospective audience are using, you know the problems they're having, or maybe some of the things that you've taught were clear within your course that you maybe didn't quite connect the dots so clearly for. for so sure. I love the idea of having that recorded. Um, I know we spoke to... Uh, 
to Mike back in episode oh now I should really have a list of all the episodes here because I always <laughs> forget uh, was Mike Morrison from the membership guys and that was one of the things he spoke about was every question that he gets coming in he will capture and hold because he gets a full list of questions but also the language being used yeah. by the person asking it which is massive when it comes to addressing those problems that you can speak to your audience in their language exactly exactly and that was one of the parts that i suppose that is it's because it was it was such a steep learning curve like i honestly just jumped in i was like launch this course and it was like facebook ads and and an, on a membership site and um and and like creating content for this online thing and recording videos and all of that stuff that i was like oh my it was so so steep but once i had got over that into the first time like the second course and the third one that i created were much easier and like some of them i have done just some small little courses that i'm like hey i just like you know totally ad hoc i feel like doing this course about magic and or uh, miracles happen and it was like an eight-week program I, I did it for like eight euros a pop for everyone and i literally just used a facebook group you know i uploaded the files to the facebook group created a facebook group uploaded the files to the facebook group every week did a little video in the facebook group and then we had a live call via zoom um and that was it simple as that i know it was so it, simple yeah but that's this now i'm gonna get a bit here we go I can this <laughs> is my biggest gripe is that people get too bogged down on the tech yeah the tech is not the issue you can outsource like you did first time around or you can keep it as simple as you like the problem is is that people see some of the courses that are selling for ridiculous money and the production value that goes into them oh i'm not God, saying yeah. they're right or wrong all i'm saying yeah. is they see what's out there and perhaps that the production value that goes into them they feel that they have to not only match that but even better it in order to justify charging and as far as i'm concerned that's absolute rubbish if yeah. the value you're providing in terms of the content within your course is good enough mm -hmm. you do not necessarily need to worry about the production value that goes into it of course it should look nice and should be packaged yes. well mm -hmm. but within reason Within reason, if yeah. If you're for selling sure. a $97 course, please don't go and spend $5,000 getting it made. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't see the point in it. And and it's people get hung up on the tech. And we've spoke to many guests about it. Katia Sarmiento comes to mind in episode 24. You know, and that was her big gripe is that she worked with heart-centered entrepreneurs who were getting stuck on tech because they were yeah. genuinely helping people and they'd helped her on her journey. And she obviously came from a tech background and wanted to help them get their message out there. So yeah. that's what, that was her why. And the why yeah. is the hard part. The tech is the easiest. So please don't get For hung sure. up. But if please. you're worried about it, just go ahead and get it done and do it. In fact, send me an email and I'll help you if I can. It's philacontent.academy. Yeah. Shoot me an email if you're struggling with tech. I'll do my best to help you. And if I can't, I guarantee you I'll find somebody who can. Yeah. <sighs> there we and go. There, there you go. And you know, <laughs> there is so many amazing Facebook groups. If you put that comment in, like 100 people will reply. And, or that comment will go, I don't know where to start with tech. I don't know how to put my group, my 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 course together. I don't know what can I use. And it'll you'll get like so many responses and you'll be like oh my god there are so many options like so many options and you know for me i found an amazing va who can who can put that together now with like optimized press it's fine and um, i don't do that i just found someone that can do it for me because i know that it's just not my zone of genius at all it's like oh give it to someone who can do it and i know it'll be done correctly and there'll be no little like finicky crazy stuff but at the same time if you need to go as simple as basic like creating you know the last site we didn't have my membership site the optimized press one up in time so we ended up um 
I created all the videos, basically sent them, uploaded them to um, Vimeo, sent the link to her and to my VA, and she just put them on my website on a password protected, password protected, and sent that out to everyone. So she put a password on each page and sent it out each week with the emails. Perfect. That was it. And it actually, you know, it, it was, you know, my website, I'm already paying for the hosting and yeah. I already was going to be sending out the email to everyone that, that Lizzie would have been organizing. So Lizzie had to send her a link and go, will you put this in there and fix that? And, and it went and put the password because I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know how to do that, to be honest. So, so she was like, yeah, no problem. And I didn't end up having to put, put, a, put like the big money into an into a membership site. Yeah, and there's plenty of other. If you're using WordPress, there's so many plugins out there. Like yeah. we we used to use Wishlist Member. Um, you know, there's obviously Optimized Press, and there's so many other plugins that you can use. But yeah, just forget about the tech and get stuck in and do it. And that's you know certainly what I'm getting from you. You're not afraid to just get stuck in, throw it out there no. to the universe, see what sticks, and uh, and go from there. Now I'm exactly. conscious that we're getting tight for time. Yes. So I have one question left for you, uh-huh. and go I ask all our guests this one. I what get is it? To, it's not as difficult as I make it sound, but uh, I'll throw it out there anyway because we get some great responses Go from for it. it. So, over the course of your business journey and certainly what you're doing now at the moment, mm-hmm. what is the one thing that you wish you knew when you started? Um, that I wish I knew at the start when I started. I wish that I. There's two things. <laughs> First of all, I'll take I, two. I wish that I had kind of tuned in a bit deeper to realizing that when you pick your niche, you want to really want to be able to talk about that forever and ever. And I kind of missed that little bit. Like I missed that nugget and I was like, I have this course, I can help single women and it's going to be great. And, yeah. and then I went up. And it was like a one-off thing. And I didn't kind of look at the longer term picture of it. I didn't see the kind of like, oh, I'm going to have to talk about this. You know, if I want to keep this going and become the the expert and the go-to, this is going to be my thing. And it was like, I had like edged myself into a corner. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? So I really would like have stepped back and got out of my own way and had a good think about that. But the, uh, but the best part of that was like I had such a steep and amazing learning curve from that and it has really led me, it's propelled me. So where you start may not be where you end. And the other thing would be just exactly what we talked about, about investing a fortune in stuff at the very beginning. Like there are so many more. I invested thousands in my first program and it I don't know if it's even brought back what I invested in. I, don't even, I, I, I kind of, you know, but it's at the very beginning. I think that you, there are options out there that are so much more reasonable that, um, and, you know, as you said, it does not need to be at the matching of the high end production cost or costs of some of those programs out there. That's they every one of those started at the very beginning as well with maybe working with a Facebook groups or a small optimized press thing or something simple that was like, uh, you know, there's, there's so many options. I think that that's where I would really emphasize, like, just, you know, hold on to your money and just start putting content out there and start building your list like start you know spreading your message in whatever shape or form it is and that would be um i wish i had done that a bit earlier excellent stuff and i think that is a fantastic note to wrap up today's show on before i let you off the hook Mm -hmm. for our audience maybe they want to reach out and i say maybe i genuinely recommend they should reach out and say (laughs) thank you very much for everything you've shared with us today and to see more of what you're at where can they get a hold of you 
Um, they can get a hold of me at patricialohan.com. And if you're interested in getting a really detailed of how to set your office, office up correctly. Um, I think I need this. <laughs> um, actually, we were just uh, toying with new... Um, the toying with the new uh, the lead page the the opt-in name for it and the one that there's a several that are very much you know down the line but I thought that you um, one of them is um feng shui the sh star t out of your office love it for success and if you want to do that and you want to start feng shuiing it and your office for sure just um come to patricialohan.com forward slash biz miracles b i z m-i-r-c-l-e-s biz miracles excellent we'll make sure to have links to all of those in today's show notes so don't worry folks as per usual everything we mentioned in the show will be over there on the site for you to get a hold of patricia it's been an absolute pleasure to talk thank to you, you so much chat to you again soon so there you have it that was patricia loan from patricia loan.com and plenty in today's show and um, i suppose one of the big things that struck me early on in the interview was kind of as Patricia pointed out that she kind of felt she'd been cornholed into a market where she was either stuck in a location or within a niche that she didn't particularly feel that she wanted to spend the rest of her life talking about. Of course, she was in the uh, location, uh, became a, a bit of an issue for her and she was able to move. But then she kind of got into the online world and was looking at helping single women find love. And again, it was something that she got stuck in and kind of felt that she'd again put herself in a corner where she couldn't really kind of um, diversify what she was doing, but quickly recognized that uh, that was going to be a problem and has since made the shift. And I think that's something for everyone to really consider and think about that when you start out on this online business journey that this is something you're going to speak about day in day out for the rest of your life hopefully um and is that something you're comfortable in doing is that something you really want to do or do you think that perhaps it's not quite the right topic so just have that consideration that this is something you're going to persevere with for quite a long time and are you happy to continue on in that trend from there, of course, we did move on to Feng Shui and how that can have an effect um, you know, on your productivity and your business. And I spoke to Patricia about the the um the effects that Feng Shui in your office can have with your productivity and and how you feeling energetic and really ready to attack it can make a huge difference in what you get done. And there's some simple things as Patricia outlined to me that you can do. So, of course, we spoke about making sure that you're one, a very simple one, but something I never really thought about was that your desk was, you know, was structurally sound. It wasn't wobbling all over the place, that that's not something you had to contend with day in, day out. And then we looked at the position in the room, but having your back to a sturdy wall, being able to see the door and having your office free from distraction in terms of everything in there has a purpose even the imagery you know do the images on the wall inspire you to greatness are there quotes maybe on the wall um or some images that really uh, you love to have around as i said during the show i do have my beatles poster i'm not well i keep saying poster it's a framed beatles um image and it's one of those things that i do enjoy having in the office i do like the beatles so uh, having that there um is something quite fun for me that kind of takes the the seriousness i suppose out of the office space but i think i'll definitely look into some more inspiring quotes and images to put up in my office so as you can see there's plenty in that that you can be thinking about um in terms of your positioning your desk and whether it's too cluttered whether you have too much going on and maybe trying to simplify that workspace 
And one of the other interesting things that we also touched upon was actually your desktop on your on your laptop or your computer about how cleaning that out can have a huge effect on uh, on your mindset. And by by taking some of that stuff out of the way, maybe moving it um, like I do to an external hard drive away from the machine, it allows room for new ideas, as Patricia puts it. So by having that ability to uh, have space that you know you can put some new stuff into it tends to breed creativity and productivity. So it's something worth looking at if you have a lot of old documents. I think as Patricia even said in the show, she declined to have something that was 15 years old on their desktop. About clearing that desktop, making it uh, as minimalistic, I suppose, as possible to allow you to feel as if there is more room for new ideas and uh, room to grow and move forward. And of course, then there was your power position. Like for everybody, that's going to be different um, and what I've done is I've included a link in today's show notes where you can find out a little bit more about your power position and how you can set up to uh, to really get you in place in that power position to get more done in your office. So if you want to check that out along with everything else from today's show, it's content.academy forward slash episode 43. That's episode 43 for all of today's show notes. And there really was so much in there that I haven't really touched upon, but uh, yeah, plenty from Patricia. So thank you once again to her. Don't forget, I'll leave it on this uh, a quote from Patricia from today's show. Start spreading your message in whatever shape or form it is. That's very simply it for today, folks. Get it done and start spreading the good word. We'll be back again with you shortly. Of course, next up will be uh, myself and Paul as we continue with our new um, weekly podcast as the two of us go back to basic roots and get things done so uh, watch out for that one coming over the next couple of days but until then folks have a great week and we'll chat to you soon Mm -hmm.